adjusting to receipts. I'm Jenny, and as always, I'm with my producer. I am here as well, Andrew. Hello. Hello. How are you, Andrew? What's going on? I'm doing fine. It's been a really nice weekend in New York. Uh, it's been really nice weather. Be outside, staying socially distant, of course. Of course. Uh, it's been cute. Yeah. That's great. I'm finally coming back. Oh my God, that's major. Truly Maybe. major. I'm terrified about the flight and the airport. But yes. after that, I'm very excited to be back in my apartment that I have not seen in almost six months. That's like insane to me. When you told me, yeah, five months, like that, it's been five months already of quar. Yes. 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 And like more than five months that I've been living with Jeffrey and like various families, never just the two of us, but like moved in because of quarantine so you and beautiful yeah well jeffrey's actually coming back a little bit after me which i think is nice and fine because then i'll have like two weeks to kind of settle into my apartment and like feel like i'm back home again and then he's gonna come then he's really just trying to avoid being in his apartment which is tiny working from home with his roommate like it they'll be two on top of each other so he wants to spend a little more time here and I'm ultimately leaving because they just announced that film production is back on in New York City and I'm like if I can book I better be back so yeah. <laughs> wishful yeah. thinking I'm Thank like honey yes yes I'm just like okay I know all the commercials want to be filming again considering we've been watching the same commercials or the sad ones that were like filmed at home for months. And I'm just ready to like, you know, be the right. face of a fast food or a beer or a whatever. I possibly so be the, can. the face of post quar. You yes. are the face. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be the face of please buy things again. Oh my America. God. <laughs> I, I recently just, I don't, I, I was on your website recently. You were? And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Burger King commercial. Yeah. I love that. That was so good. It was Thank quick. It was, it was fun. You yeah, nailed it. I was, um, we, it was for chicken tenders, Burger King chicken tenders. And I was in a mall in New Jersey, just dressed up like a staff member, but yeah. like nondescript, wasn't clear who I was working for. Getting people, random people on the street to say juicy, tender, and crispy. I was trying and to get people to say yeah. crispy, tender, and juicy about the chicken tenders. So they were all just like random people who didn't know that they were going to be talking about chicken tenders. And then they all had to sign releases afterwards. Oh my God. <laughs> they ultimately did say all of those words. Ultimately, they said all of those words. And I had an in-ear, like I was a secret service member. Like the director was telling me who to talk to and like what to do. And he was trying to get me to pester the Chick-fil-A people who were like adjacent in this food court. He was like, go get the Chick-fil-A guy to say that the chicken tenders are good. And I did try to do that. And then the manager told me I had to stop. Wait, they wanted you to get someone dressed in a Chick-fil-A uniform? Yes, yes to compliment the chicken tenders. But they couldn't be able to say that. Like, like they couldn't be able to air that. No? I mean, you can air that. I think there are a lot of different like legal, like things that you have to deal with if you do do that, but which is why there aren't many commercials they where they announce the competitor, but it is definitely something you can do if you're willing to pay the money. And wow. that was something the director was hoping for me to get footage of. 
God. You were close. I was so close, but I really was being a menace to this guy, and I, the manager should have told me to knock it off. As Wait, I ask you, um, you had the chicken tenders, yes? Yeah. <laughs> and how were they? Were they crispy? They were good, <laughs> but they, I'm not sure if they're exactly what they sell in store. Oh, okay. I do like their, okay, this is like not even me at this point, the chicken fries. Oh, yeah. I don't they're, even know what that is. I, no one does. <laughs> <laughs> it's unclear. Uh, but it, it, they are great. And I do like their, their fries as well. Sorry. I know. Um, Jeffrey's grandfather, Shelby, who I've been spending a lot of time with, was actually the main lawyer for, for McDonald's. So mostly we have to promote McDonald's. It's in the family name. Oh. So uh, it was burning. I know, right? What is Jeffrey's last name McDonald? <laughs> I wish. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, wow. but um, big McDonald's family over here. That isn't the worst thing, at least for no. me. Okay with no. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fast food fan, it turns out. Yeah. I've You're been not vegan or vegetarian at all, right? Never. Never. Wow. No. I barely eat vegetables. Oh, that's so true. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Barely. Same. I don't, not my preferred food, if I get to choose. Vegetables, not the preferred food. No. Just <laughs> <laughs> They're just a requirement. It feels like I have to now that I'm an adult. I know. I have to include them in my meal, but that doesn't mean I want to. You gotta put it on the bird. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's that's not just. It. <laughs> um, do you have any receipts this week, Andrew? Um, do I? I don't believe I do. No. That's gorgeous. Do you have any? I kind of do. Um, Sarah, who's Jeffrey's mom, was like, will you use my receipt on your podcast? And I was like, absolutely, Sarah, I will. So she has been trying to get a hair appointment for this very fancy salon in LA. And this guy is known for helping women who are graying just go gray fully. So mm -hmm. if you have dyed your hair over the years and you've tried to hide the gray, he helps you have a beautiful gray so that you don't have to get your hair dyed anymore. So he like dyes what has been dyed, the same gray that your hair will eventually be as it continues to gray. Mm -hmm. And people pay a lot of money for this. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very like boutique, like niche thing that he's good at. So Sarah emailed and she sent a very nice email being like, I haven't had it colored since early March. The roots are obvious. I'm aware of the cost of an appointment. Smiley face. I live in Phoenix and would be happy to come to Tustin, assuming we can all be safe as possible. She sends this nice email. He replies, hi, thanks for contacting me. I'm not taking new clients anymore. I have a full schedule. And unfortunately, I have no spots left for new clients. I would love to recommend someone expert in this transformation, but unfortunately... I don't know anyone who does what I do. Jack Martin Salon. He doesn't know anybody else that does what he I does? Just, I just love the, I don't know anyone who does what I do. Just, Not, no. the, <laughs> just like, yeah. what a dickish line in yeah. your email. Like, I wish I could tell you someone that you could go to, but sorry. Girl, no one does what I do. No one can do it <laughs> yeah. like I do it. Yeah. Oh so, my God. <laughs> so what's she gonna do? She's just like, I guess I'm gonna just let it go gray 
see what yeah. happens. I love her gray streak. I think it's very chic. It's like Stacey London from What Not to Wear, if you remember. He might be doing her a favor. Yes. Long term. Yeah, in the long term, I don't think she necessarily needs to go to him, but I understand because women are so like, or everyone really is very like, hair is so like vulnerable a thing. Mm. Like a bad haircut can be life ruining. So I understand that she really wants to see this guy. Yeah. But he's a dick. So. So I guess she will never return to him, like even in the future. I probably not. Yeah. Wild. Probably not. And he's just like, I'm not taking new clients. Oh, God. There's no space for anybody. No new friends. Jack Martin Salon. Call him out. (laughs) I am. I'm dragging him on this podcast. Wild. Wow. <laughs> Very wild. Of <laughs> <laughs> no one turned to. Yeah. So, um, luckily, though, we do have a, a wonderful, extremely chic guest on the pod today. He's very funny, huge fan, and also uh, Conan loves him. So, please welcome Moses Storm. Hello. Hi, Moses. Jenny. Hi. Hi, Andrew. Thank you guys for having me. I came on a little late, but. You said you uh, you are auditioning for commercials presently. In- I would like to be. I have You'd not been like called in. Be. I have not been called in for anything. But I did see the news that New York is allowing film production again. I saw that article and I was like, I must book a flight. Okay, it was a little psycho right after, like maybe four days before everything shut down in March, that car commercials immediately came out with their post-corona ads yes it was like we know times are challenging and you'll be staying inside (laughs) but to get you inside here's a car (laughs) it's a little scary the turnover the amount when everyone was freaking out that they were able to section themselves off from any sort of human emotion and be like okay so how do we flip this right so how do we use this to sell some cars right now okay in a moment when we don't need cars (laughs) right it was all the luxury brands too it was all like, it was Lexus, it was, it was Infinity. I that's, actually, that's what I want to do right now. I want to buy an Infinity. Absolutely. You want to spend your government stimulus check. And I want to spend the last money I will ever make. Yes. On an Infinity that's going to sit in my garage. That you will never take anywhere because there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So yeah, and then, and then the commercials they are shooting now are, are pretty sad. They all have to start with like, we're open and we're safe. Right. None of them sound fun. No. I actually rejected. I didn't submit for a beer commercial that was about golf courses being open. And it was like, please drink a beer on the golf course. Like, go to the golf course, buy our beer, have fun. And I just morally couldn't be involved with that. Not that I booked it. Just because I was like, I don't want to be the face of the elderly going out to the golf course and getting coronavirus so that they can drink a beer. I just don't want to be. This is a I bad time to tell you that I've been doing a Carnival Cruise commercial. I'm currently <laughs> shooting that. I'm on set right now. Just kind of phoning this in. Trying to get people back on the cruises. Right. They, I am seeing like Sandals Jamaica. They're like, get back out there. Am I being wild thinking that I might book a commercial right now? I just am so, I would no, love I mean, to be back it's on money. a film set. I would love to. I was pretty against commercials. I mean, you, you do, I mean, you, I first started out, but then I was like, I just can't anymore. They're just, the audition, the money is great. 
Right. But what you're being paid for, you're, you're really overpaid as a commercial actor, but what you're being paid for is all the shit that you eat before you book that first commercial. <laughs> That's driving an hour away, sitting and then saying the most humiliating lines, fake eating, the, the people that are casting directors for commercials are some of the meanest people in the world just because they have to be. They see thousands of new actors that have never done this before. So every time they give you a note, they say it like it's the 80th time that they've told you. <laughs> no, and then you, you hold the fake steering wheel and you look out to the left. And that's the first note. Mm -hmm. So they are a true hellscape that make you feel so terrible about yourself and are such a big time suck. Like you, I, the time I, could, I spent driving around to hawk different things, I could have been making a thing that right. would make me never have to do a commercial audition again. I also did receive backlash for one commercial I did. Really? Yeah. What was the backlash? I think this I might have receipts for. Really? Uh, okay. Uh, Pull in, them up. Um, okay. <laughs> In 2015, I was doing a bunch of, I hate the term, but social experiments. It's right. usually like what people say after they get caught saying the N-word on a podcast. Um, Let's not do that. No. This was, uh, I was, so I did this thing where I had a birthday party at the, uh, at the LAX airport. So if you wanted to come to the birthday, you had to buy a ticket. Buy a ticket. Or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And uh, were people actually buying a ticket to come or was it really just... It was, an, it was like a Facebook event that a bunch of people thought was a joke and then it actually did it. And then okay. the video of no one showing up and then the people that did show up ended up being a, a, a successful video online. Okay. So this yeah, I did it. sounds like something you would have done, Moses. Yes. Yeah, those <laughs> I are things I did. It, but you did this for sure. And then I lived in an art exhibit right after that that was open to the public uh, 24 seven for two months where I stayed in this, this essential loft and people would come and watch me shit, shower, shave all of it. Wow. You have a lot in common with Shia LaBeouf. The same thing. <laughs> We're, we are one in the same. Uh, so then uh, after that, you know, I, people would, would reach out with, with interesting opportunities. And I went in to read for a Burger King commercial that was just like, wow, this burger is great. And the people that made that had already seen my stuff. So they were like, hey, come back in like two hours. We want to try something. So I didn't know what it was. It was all under wraps. And then I ended up booking it, but not booking the actual commercial I went in for. So then I show up to this set and there's, they're filming a Burger King commercial already, which is the one I auditioned for that I am not in. And, you know, everyone's like, this, whatever the lines are, this burger's great. And I'm out just walking around at the craft service table and the, the director and the, and the ad agency that had come up with this idea that is still under wraps is like, you get out of here, get out of here, go, 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 get back in the trailer. Because they didn't want the client Burger King to see me and know that we were shooting this commercial secretly after this dummy commercial that was okay. never going to air. Yeah. So this my commercial was the real commercial, but they had not approved this idea. This is insane. Okay. So the idea, and it's not that litigious at all. Essentially what it is, is uh, there's, there's, uh, there's a whole story about this online. But uh, I, I, I set off your Amazon Alexa and or uh, Siri. There's different commercials. So I'm like, we only have 15 seconds for this Burger King ad. So rather than tell you the ingredients of the Whopper, uh, why don't I have, why don't I enlist the help of your virtual assistant? Hey Siri, 
what's in a Whopper? And then that was set off a bunch of people's phones. So it was okay. recorded that in real like 40 life. In so real life. So we at home watching TV, you come on the screen and then you ruin my life because now I have to hear from Alexa. Yes, it says About the Whopper. Yeah. Oh. All the Google Home. So then that commercial goes up. I, you know, gets picked up by a few things. And then Google uh, disarms my voice from Google. So anything that's my voice tone. So we, I went over to the director's house after. I, uh, Google would not recognize my voice. They have, they have technology to whatever your pitch of your voice is and your tones, uh, they, they, they would immediately shut it down. So that, that commercial so no longer set off Google Home. So then but they- What about other people who sound like you? Like what, what about, mean? like I'm sure there are other people in the world who have a similar voice to you. Oh, yeah, I could say anything else, but if I personally said, hey, Google, it wouldn't shut it off. But if someone had already started the conversation with Alexa and was like, hey, Alexa, and then I had finished whatever that thought was, that was totally fine. But if I said the exact sentence from the commercial, they had disarmed that frequency. Wow. So then we re-recorded one, and then they pitched my voice up. <laughs> they just made it higher than it already is. And, uh, and then that was up for... 16 hours or whatever, enough to get uh, enough hate where people were boycotting Burger King. Uh, Matt Lauer called me invasive on the Today Show. Wow. <laughs> Matt yeah. Lauer of all people to call Matt you. Lauer. Yes, I, I have a receipt of that. I have the video evidence of that. Amazing. Oh my uh, yeah. God. And that was the last commercial I did. I was like, well, that, that was well, fun. That's a way that to go out. That's a huge way to go out. Yeah. And after that, it's a little bit like, oh, this guy is blocked by Google. Right. We got to be careful using him again. But now, I mean, I would, I would do another commercial now. Absolutely. Just why the sink, the ship sink, and I'd do it. Yeah, I'd love for you to book. I support it. Uh, yeah, I'm putting it out there. That's so funny. You're like you two putting their whole album on all the iPad iPods. Yeah, which was received so well. Yes. I, I, <laughs> Equally yes. beloved. You a little, you. a little bit on the same subject, but I uh, there was a second celebrity video where the celebrities take responsibility for racism. Yes. And it's the same type of thing of like, how did you not understand the fallout from the Imagine video? Right. How, Why did you think this would be better? how rich and how successful you have to be to be completely detached from the fallout of a video. I think this sounds horrible, but it's just like, as a celebrity, you have such a big platform and you're like, I need to do something. I wanna be helpful for this cause. But yeah. the most helpful thing is using all of the money you've accrued by being a celebrity. Absolutely. And donating it. It's really not necessarily putting your face no. saying a script that's exactly in black it. and white in a video that you hope will go viral or that's exactly it these people are addicted to attention but they also want to do well right and they can't see a world where they could help but then also not be praised for it like a lot of celebrities cannot accept that they just need to be extras in the movement right you just need to be out there you don't need to be holding the bullhorn you don't need to be in the picture you could just be the number Right. Of, of people out there that makes it 750,000 people on the streets. You just need to be a body. Right. Or, or, or use your money and shut or, up about it. Or amplify activist voices. People have been doing this work for longer on your platforms, which people have been doing. And I like that a lot. Like Selena Gomez had a ton of different 
uh, black female activists take over her millions of followers on her Instagram. And that was very cool. She introduced, she used her platform to introduce her followers to people who are already doing the work. And it wasn't about Selena. You don't see Selena at all. It's just- That's the way to do it. That's yeah. awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm a big Selena Gomez fan. Was it any of the- <laughs> Side note. Selena apologist. I, I like her. <laughs> twice that did the Imagine video and then the apology video though. I feel it wasn't like they didn't make the same mistake twice, any of them, right? No, I think uh, it's No, it wasn't the same celebrities, no. But they were all just vague enough where it's like, I think I've seen that show. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's People a that are diagram. around. Venn diagram, yeah. they don't overlap. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. That's the Imagine video. It was like the most wildly different people. It's like Will Ferrell and then this singer you've never heard of. Right. No oh, crossover. And then who was in the apology video? Like, wasn't like Stanley Tucci in that video? Uh, Justin Trudeau. It was all white people. Uh, um, Jessica Chastain, right? Yeah. Um, Aaron and, Paul was the main yes, one. Aaron who, Paul really uh you took carved some time out to really do some scene study on the dialogue <laughs> he was off book and he was emoting and he was pushing he i was mean there aren't out. a lot of acting projects right now so no. if you're gonna do this bit you better commit to using I think that's what we're seeing also we're seeing celebrities without their handlers because right. they can't you know there's no job for them so there's not these these people are not around them constantly telling them what to do and it's just I don't know. I noticed myself going a little crazy too. Just, and I don't have handlers, but you need an activity. You, everyone needs a hobby. You need a pointless hobby. So you stay offline and you stop inserting yourself into conversations or getting right. unnecessary fights. Do you have one, Moses? Any new hobbies? Uh, yeah, I do. I have a hobby that I probably won't continue to do. If I was this bad at anything else, I would have quit this by now. But I started trying to do things that match my face. So I started surfing. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, it's something that people have presumed I do. Right. Just they see based you on my like, overall terribleness. Yeah, definitely. And, you look like you could surf. And, uh, and people in the water think I can surf too. And I'm so bad at people get disappointed. So people will get out of my way when I first get out there because a lot of people are surfing now because it's, you know, everyone's out of a job. And so people will get out of my way because there's a whole lineup and hierarchy in surfing. And then they'll see me try to get a wave. It goes bad, and then they'll be like, well, okay, well, that was <laughs> awful. And they'll do it again, and it'll just eat shit. And you see them slowly get very disappointed. <laughs> they'll be like, this guy's face lied to us. Yeah. I thought something else. His, his everything lied. Are you hurt? Are you okay? <laughs> uh, but it's a lot of fun, and it's, it's very hard for me. Because <laughs> I've also taken friends out that have never been before, and they get up immediately. And so you can't? it is. No, it is, I, I'm getting up now, but for the amount of time that I've been putting into it, I should have been way better. <laughs> or quit, or quit by now, but it's but that, great. That's I'm a good activity a though, because you don't bring your phone. Really good no. way to keep yourself away from making um, misinformed social media decisions. Absolutely, I will for break my phone. And, and you have to socially distance, you're in the right. water. I mean, it makes you stupider, which is nice. <laughs> it's nice to be stupid right now because you don't know what's happening. I'm just getting baked by the sun for it takes three hours. Yeah, to get out there and kick around. That's all awesome. nice. And then I've been watching surf tutorials, and a lot of surfers are too dumb to teach. 
but they don't know that <laughs> oh, until no. until they're already recording the video. And then so you'll see them in real time be like, all right, so today we're gonna talk about going down the line and catching like an unbroken green wave. And a lot of people like they'll just like wipe out and um you just gotta like keep I, I just like keep putting the you gotta keep doing it you gotta get time in the water you gotta get more time in the water <laughs> is the advice for everything so that that's been nice really comforting that's that all i've been really doing nice. i've been beating my silly hobby is beating yeah i'm making purses here yeah you gotta you gotta clarify yes show this on the podcast I will show we have some it. beads coming up <laughs> andrew do you do anything do you beads. i Oh, look at that. I made this. It's amazing. Thank you. That's incredible. Thank you. And I would spend, there's a really amazing designer, Susan Alexandra, who makes these purses and they cost 300 to $400 as they should, because they take so much time to make. So I fully support her in pricing them however she wants to. But now I'm How much I'm is the bag them. that you just showed us? This? Do you want to buy it? <laughs> no, but I do want to know the time. That's do you want to buy a surfboard that I wiped out on? Um, uh, it took me like probably ten hours to make. Okay, we're in the same level of time investment. Where yeah, this yeah. is how much time I have put into just daily going out, getting everything ready, yeah. posing off, finding parking. That do you think you'll continue this after quarantine? I do think I will continue actually. It's really calming and it's nice because I can do it while listening to a podcast or watching TV. So it's something to do while I'm also already kind of zoning out or yeah. it's very calming in that way. And I like having something to do with my hands. Would you consider yeah. selling? Would I consider selling them? Yeah. Um, I've had some friends ask me if I'll make them for them and I will and they just have to pay for the supplies. Right. But I don't know if I'd want to have an Etsy shop. I feel like that's like next level. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would match your face. Oh, it's true. It would match <laughs> with my the face. theme, it would match <laughs> with the whole vibe. It would. I, I definitely look like someone who should have an Etsy shop, and it's disappointing that I don't. Right. right. Would you make a beaded mask? So, I don't in other words, work. a mask that doesn't work? Yeah, I don't think that would work. I think there'd be too many holes for Just the virus heavy, to get through. unbreathable <laughs> beaded mask, like those yeah, car seats. I don't think so. But I have been thinking about embroidering my handle on a mask, which okay. feels really extra, but also like something I would have. Yeah, I can embroider. You could embroider for sure. Yeah. It's really I'm not easy. Great. I know I have I have the embroidered stuff for my girlfriend, which is what a little really? sweetie sentence. Yeah. Okay, cute. Uh just like her name on stuff. But it is it is a huge time suck. That yeah. even when giving her the gift, I have to kind of, you know, slip in how much time it really took. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, a little misspelled and you know, it's not the K is not perfect, but you know, it's just a lot of time. <laughs> That's very sweet. So you have a girlfriend. How long have you been dating? Um, well, that might bury the lead a little bit, but so this is dating. This is receipts. You asked me to bring receipts in. I did. And, uh, I wanted to bring some, some Tinder receipts in because that, you know, what a hellscape that was. And I, uh, I, I only, I've only been on one Tinder date, actual Tinder date though. Okay. Right. And I'd heard all the horror stories before and 
you know, up until then had, you know, this is a while ago too. So the Tinder wasn't as popular. It was much Mm -hmm. more looked down upon than it is now. And uh, I went on one Tinder date. It was not even a story. It's uh, maybe six years ago. And I've been with that same girl ever since. That's a miracle. Right? That's a miracle. You've been blessed, Moses. And last Tinder date. That's amazing. Yeah, it's never happened. It's very annoying to tell people that. Uh, People get very annoyed at me already. (laughs) Of course. Well, most people, when they turn to Tinder, are only going to find tragedy. Right. So it is. It's very much a fuck around app. And I think if you're on there, I would be interested to find out what people are single now think. But I think if you're on there looking for a six year or longer relationship, then you are in the wrong spot. You're in the raw. Right. But, that might not be the app. Oh, yeah. What Andrew. happened on this, on this first meeting that like really like set it off? So mm-hmm. uh, I, we were both in terrible places and the best place for each other at the time, if that makes sense. So she, uh, she was just getting out of a, a longer relationship with, uh, with the older guy that they were like very serious with. And, um, you know, he might have cheated. Oh no. Not my story to tell, but, Mm -hmm. and I was just leaving that insane art exhibit that I was living in. (laughs) How long did you live there? uh, Two months. Okay. Two months without leaving. It was like a quarantine, but a bunch of people came in and- Watched you. Watched me live. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was in a very rough spot because I'd gone through a really bad breakup right before going into that. And that reason I went into that was definitely the breakup. Really? The way that you wanted to heal from your breakup was letting people watch you eat, sleep, and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a little... You know, when you little, say it out loud, it sounds bad. But essentially, no, that thing fell apart because I wasn't uh, wasn't ready to really commit to her and be around someone mm-hmm. 100% of the time. I, I really value my own personal time, personal space. So I loved her a lot, but then that that had fallen apart because of that issue. So then that project was a way... You know, I was wrapped in a joke and many levels of meta-ness and not letting mm-hmm. myself be honest with myself. But the idea was to get over that hump. If people were on me constantly, then it would break that that pattern of behavior to, to, to just give that up. And I don't know. I don't know if it was no. to prove it to her, but it was to prove it to myself that I could do that. Uh, so, yeah, I was in a bad spot, but also not looking for anything. It was mm-hmm. It was Tinder. It was nothing. I was on the app to legitimately mess around because a friend had also just gone through a breakup. So our solution was to go through Tinder and just uh, send like funny messages, just fuck around messages. The, the saddest messages that we could think of. Okay. <laughs> the sad, like what's the lamest thing? So some of the messages we were sending were like, hey, I'm about to turn 40 and I want to get my first kiss <laughs> as the first message. Just okay. swiping right to everyone. And uh, the first message I sent to my, my current girlfriend now was uh, it was a couple days before Thanksgiving, which is Thursday. And I was like, uh, hey, should I get one or two pizzas for Thursday? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> whatever, I guess, right? <laughs> a sad joke that she did not get, but she was in a rough enough spot to be like, uh, yeah, whatever, I guess we can get two. And, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, it was such a low stakes thing going in where no one was really looking for anything that we were able to just talk like, like human beings. 
mixed with the fact that now in hindsight, it's like, oh yeah, there's two very compatible people to each other that are the yin and yang to each other that have the parts that I'm missing she has. And, uh, you know, maybe this, some of the things that she wants are maybe in me, and maybe that may be putting too much on myself, but we, we have talked about that. That's beautiful. So yeah, uh, well, we went to a, a, a restaurant and she, everyone at the restaurant knew her. How? I have, I'm so confused. So she shows up 20 minutes late. She comes mm-hmm. to the restaurant, the host knows her, the chef from the kitchen comes out. And I'm just like, okay, I guess it's just like one of these, these people that's like a mob boss or something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she was in such a rough spot that she forgot to tell me that she had worked at that restaurant. Okay. Uh, yeah, like two years did, before. Did you pick the restaurant right? or did she? No, she picked the restaurant. Oh, she picked the restaurant. Without but played it off as like, I don't know, I guess we could go here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then That's I, very silly. yeah, I had seen her at one of my shows before, but never said hello. I mean, she was on a date. So there was that so also familiarity. Been on a date to see you do stand up. Wasn't my show. It's the moth. So it's like, okay. yes, I was on stage, but anyone can be on stage mm-hmm. that can write their name and put it in a tote bag. Cause you just right. get drawn at, at the show and then you tell a five minute story. Uh, so she would go to that regularly. And then the one that I got up at, I had seen her in the crowd. So I remembered her face from that. Wow. Yeah. It's a but, little like a movie. Right? Yes. And also, I can't believe that a social experiment, again, like yeah. going on Tinder to be silly and sad, has ended up in a six-year relationship. That's amazing. Right. And I don't want to you know, make it sound too cool. Like, I'm just nothing. Like everyone in the back of their mind, if you even go on that, like, I'm just going on you to fuck around. Like, you are looking for something. There's mm-hmm. a half part of me that's like, well, I mean, what if? Right. At the very least, you get to hook up with someone. Uh, yeah. So then it was around the holidays, so everything got accelerated. Where you ha- There's mm-hmm. no time to be like, what are we? Are we eating? Are we eating? Because it's like, well, it's Christmas now. Right. Who are you bringing home for Christmas? It's New Year's. Who's your New Year's kiss? And then her birthday and then uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's a lot of significant other relate like relationship solidifying moments all at once. Yeah. So it was, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I was forced to, but from day one, I was very sure about her. And I've not been sure about a lot of things. So much so that when I I have, I have like a creepy uh, grandparent story. Okay. You know how your grandparents have the worst stories? Like it's been talked about in stand-up where your grandparents are like, we, I met Ethel at her bus stop. She ignored me and she ignored me and she said, go away. And I kept showing up. <laughs> and then now it reads like Crystalia allegations. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. So at, at that original first date, mm-hmm. after she says goodbye to her mob partners at the, at the restaurant, we're walking outside, I walk her to her car. And I go in for a kiss, which I usually don't do on a first date. I've had just the opposite experience. People are like, how come you didn't kiss me? Mm-hmm. And she backs away a little bit. And then I go, hey, come on. We had a nice time, which <laughs> sounds like I'm reading this in court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, and then I go in for another kiss. Now that is uh, ill-advised. I, yeah. It worked out, but don't do that if you're right. a human being. Yeah, I think if the first kiss doesn't go well, the first attempt at a kiss doesn't go well, maybe don't try again. But I'm yeah. happy it worked out for you. Yeah. Have it since, like, what was her initial hesitation? 
she was like days out of a very long relationship. So she's like, I just didn't think you were going to kiss me. It wasn't like uh, pervert, gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, predator. It was like, oh, uh, I just didn't know this was coming. I just had been with this other person so long and was really settling down with this person uh, that it's been a while since I have kissed anyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that first date was truly days after she had a breakup. Yeah, so she was just looking to uh, fuck a human body. Okay. So like male, female, non-binary, didn't matter. Just like someone to, to wipe the slate. I get that. She later told me that she was crying in her car right before the date. Oh. So that's the emotional state that she was mm-hmm. in. She had left a crying session with her best friend to then come on this date because it was like, ugh, it's eight. Right, I have to go to this Tinder date with this guy who's gonna get two pizzas for Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so all of these things on paper just sound awful. Like not only just like this is all these people should not, but then also like maybe that's a crime. <laughs> but it, uh, yeah, against all odds, it worked out. Now it is a very privileged Tinder situation. Mm-hmm. But that being said, if we do break up, if something terrible happens, this automatically then becomes the world's worst Tinder date. Right. (laughs) Like some people have like, yeah, he was a creep. He made me listen to his music he produced. And then he dropped me off, uh, you know, six blocks away from my house. But imagine being like, okay, well, I got uh, emotionally invested her for six Six years. years. Yeah. I've never thought about marriage, but I don't believe it, but I do believe in her. So I would definitely marry her in a heartbeat. And uh, that didn't go well. So that would be a, that would be a very, very bad Tinder date. Yeah, either the worst or the best you've got going on right now. Yeah. It's going one way or the other. Yeah. So I, what's the last time that you were on, on Tinder? I was on Tinder very little. I don't think I've actually ever gone on a Tinder date. I went on okay. to swipe for the game of it because it was it's fun to oh, yeah. do that. I'm swiping right, I'm swiping left. This is fun, but I never found the messaging to be that exciting on Tinder. I did go on a bunch of hinge dates. And those and the ma- what's the major difference from that from Tinder? Because Tinder's fun because you get to do you get to physicalize what we do in real life, which is like, no, no, you, right. no, yes. So what is what is hinge for the un- uneducated? I like Hinge a little bit better because people have to give you more information on their profiles. So you know a little bit more about the person than you do by looking at a Tinder profile, at least in my experience. When so I just more it. lies. Yes. They're just and- able, there's more boxes to fill out lies. Right. I, I, I think that with Hinge, it's like you are forced to answer questions. Mm-hmm. I feel like are actually good questions yeah. for the most part. And if you're not, like, answering, like, a question, like, in a fun way, then, like, it shows that you don't actually care. And so, like, mm-hmm. why I care to meet up with Oh, you? so there's, like, a, a set pre-recorded, like, interview questions. Yes. And you can kind of fill it out with a paragraph, not just, like, I don't know, popsicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you no, can, there are, yeah. You can do, some, like, one well, word or a sentence, but. Yeah. But there are, like, some people, like, I've seen, like, Hinge profiles that, like, they'll put their answers as just, like, periods. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh-huh. they just, like, they're showing you right now. They really don't have a personality and they don't want, they don't care about anything. Yeah. Right. They're not using the app to actual to actually meet another person for right. like dating purposes. And you can get a sense of that right away based on how people are responding on Hinge. 
And they make it a little easier to start conversations too, because people have to put in responses. They can respond directly to something that you said. So if I wrote that my first crush is Leonardo DiCaprio and Titanic, which he was my first crush, then the person can respond to that. And then we can talk about that at first. Yeah. That's how I like to strike up conversations with women is like other women, other guys that they find attractive. Right. (laughs) It's a a hot end for me. Hey, I could never be him. Uh, Okay. So yeah, it's a little more to go off of because Tinder, it's just just no, yeah, there's no room for transparency. There's just, it is, it is, it's your photo. I liked your photo. Am I attracted to you or am I not? Right. Based on the best four photos that you chose of yourself. Yeah. And And a group shot for no reason. A lot of the bios are, I don't, I don't know how to write these things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which is like, okay, well, no one does. It'd be insane if you did. Right. Hiking, surfing. My dog is my friend or something. Absolutely. Uh, So I I got back on Tinder yesterday Mm -hmm. um, because I'm trying to cheat on my girlfriend. (laughs) I I was trying to pull up receipts for this and because I wanted the first messages, uh, you know, of this like pizza talk that I thought I was killing it at and then later realized she did not understand and was in a wine coma between (laughs) tears uh, just trying to, you know, find a human body. But uh, so I guess there was a hack of I, was, I wasn't able to access the messages. That is so sad. I'm just sad about that in general because it'd be nice to have those. It would be really nice to, show to your have children. that embroidered on a, on a pillow, just like yes. the blue, right? It'd be really sweet. Framed in your home. I'm going to find a way. So if anyone that's a listener of the podcast can figure out a hack to get the old messages because some people, uh, I, I posted something on my Instagram about it, trying to get help from it. And some people said buy the premium version, which I did. I can't believe you purchased premium for this podcast. I did. So premium, they boost you to the top. So then now I have all these friends texting me like, hey, did you and your girlfriend break up? I just, (laughs) you pay money, you get to the top. And it has gotten much grosser in that they've added a a paywall for a lot of things. So now they're directly, Tinder is profiting off of of just desperateness. So I think if you're going through a rough time, you'd be more inclined to do the premium version, the gold package, because you're going to get boosted to the top. So you're paying to essentially, you know, fuck another human being in a very indirect way. And they're preying on people that are in a desperate spot. So it did feel much grosser being on there the second time. Uh, Some people said go on to the desktop version of Tinder to access old messages. Okay. Which what a hellscape that computer. is. That's scary. It's because it, a really lo-fi version of Tinder shows up, so it feels even colder. Yeah. The phone is very natural to to swipe on, but to click no on a human being is it feels so much worse. That's atrocious. It's not integrated to your desktop at all to a web page, so it's very clunky. Oh my god. It's very <laughs> scaled down. It's like watching a surgery show. You're like, that's what a human body is. Uh, So yeah, so that's that's another way. And that that also didn't work. So right now, if I go into messages, let me pull this up. I have the desktop version. (laughs) I have two remaining super boosts, by the way. Oh, wow. Don't don't spend them all in one place, Moses. I'll I'll, I'll boost it when this episode drops. So (laughs) 
are we thinking Thursday? It actually, we're a little bit behind. We're releasing a little okay. bit. Okay. Well, when this episode you. drops in 10 years, I'm going to use okay. one of my uh, major super boosts so you guys can find me on here. Okay. <laughs> and message me. So anyone I've been matching with, I'm now just asking advice for. So you're messaging people on Tinder right now? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, you're uh, paying it, for a premium, so you better be using it for something. Yes. <laughs> a real high age range. And I might find my actual future wife on here. Oh, God. It start, it's starting not. the same way that I started my first Tinder relationship in that I'm really not looking for anything with anyone, sending them essentially joke messages. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. I have a date tonight at 8. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, be careful, Moses. Yeah, because <laughs> it's worked too well for you before. Too well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I would be interested to hear one how to find those messages. If anyone is is currently on Tinder, meaning like, how does that work in the quarantine? Right. Like we're all kind of in relationships here. Andrew. Well, oh, on blast. We're. Oh yes, I'm putting being on blast right now. I'm like ta- like a, a quarantine friend right now. Okay. Uh, someone like I went on a date with from Tinder uh, a week before quarantine mm-hmm. and we've just been we've just been goofing you know very important timeline though a week before yeah, yeah. because it does add this other sad level of Tinder now that you're willing to risk your life and right. maybe your family member's life to essentially go on a bad date with yes oh no it's insane yeah so yeah. like witness people like on the on the street like like clearly on a first date mm-hmm. you know yeah it's, you're risking it all for this right so now. Right. Mean that there's burning cars and the most civil unrest behind you you're at a table then there's a bike lane and then there's a server that's bleeding out on the ground that just got <laughs> hit by a city bike right right, and right. Your lobster's cold yeah uh yeah. and that's what you're gonna complain about yes you gotta so, yeah, risk I, it all for love is there another conversation that has to have been now because essentially you don't get the awkward conversation until you're about to have sex of like hey you're do you have anything you can wear protection yeah I but think now you have to have that up front yes of like who are you quarantining with yeah how long are we doing these social distance dates and then like oh okay i guess we're exclusive now are we opening up our pods to each other because i don't think you can really do that unless you're not seeing other people i guess it's kind of scary to be like casually hooking up with multiple people right now right also when you're on a first date with someone you're meeting a liar you're meeting a liar version of themselves you're obviously in a bad spot if you're looking for someone and so i if you're lying about like yeah i like hiking you're probably lying about not having the antibodies yeah (laughs) i also don't know if the antibodies last long enough too that's something we don't know about the virus you can potentially get it again I want to go on a first date with a virus truther, someone that's like COVID's fake, it's a Polish no. hoax. That's the person I want to go out with. No. A QAnon person. No, no, no. Yeah. And then arts also, so let's say you do make it that far. You go on a date with mm-hmm. someone and you, wouldn't they also be dating around in the same weeks? I mean, imagine you'd be going on other dates. I no. think the best way to do it is Jane Austen style where you don't, no touching, stay six feet apart, wear your masks, do very quaint, cute outdoor dates. Do a lot of those until you're willing to like take the risk and not see multiple people. 
on sort both of a 40 ends. days 40 nights josh hartnett situation <laughs> i think but i mean i guess i'm in a very privileged position of having a boyfriend that i've moved in with no yeah you know quarantine like i did go like on a few like facetime mm-hmm. oh please tell us this please say everything I, now how was this and i was just like it was weird it it literally, honestly, it was the best case scenario because like I liked being on a FaceTime date because I could literally just be like, okay, I need to leave right now. And I yeah. don't need to be like, okay, I need to, it's like a 30 minute train ride home or anything. It's just like, I can leave and already be in my apartment and like, I don't have to think about anything. Right. Uh, and so like the second that I like, I was like, okay, I'm over this. Like, I, I just like made up a lie. I'm just like, okay, I'm out. See ya. Right. Uh, like I have to cook dinner. What do you, what's the lie you used to get off of uh, oh, like, FaceTime so or mom, Zoom call? My mom's texting me or something. My friend, my friend, this is like texting me something crazy right now. I need to. <laughs> like, hey, my mom's at a pizza restaurant <laughs> screaming about Q right now and John Podesco. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so like you have yeah. like, an easy out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but like. Okay. I and then have you, I mean, have, is there any follow up with these people or just like, yeah, that was the FaceTime call up and you're just like i mean I, if if you don't like it then the other mm-hmm. person probably doesn't like it either so it's not like mm-hmm. any things so uh that's what i, I feel about zoom stand-up shows yeah, yeah. it's kind of <laughs> like, it's all low commitment kind of just like yeah it's no one had to commute to get there you're you're promising each other maybe 30 minutes of your time mm-hmm. like pretty low commitment first dates although everything is a little more awkward over screens and first yeah, they're already kind of awkward right but maybe there's a le- little level of like you know i'm in my own apartment i could just hang up at any moment if things mm-hmm. get too weird you don't have to leave you don't have to worry about your bottom half at all exactly right like, wear whatever half. you want on the bottom half and, uh yeah it's so weird because after you send like any message to anybody on a hinge they will prompt you with like, hey, do you want to FaceTime this person using Hinge? Uh, That's too much. It's, <laughs> it's insane. It's like, hey, like, what's going on today? And they're like, hey, you want to FaceTime them? Like, yeah. Uh, no. They love that. <laughs> right. Not at all. Hey, you just accepted a FaceTime. Do you want to move in with them tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> do you want kids? Yeah. Uh, I would... Uh, I so before I met my girlfriend, I was very bad at uh, at at dating. I don't know who isn't. What an interesting point of view. But I was very late to dating. I didn't start dating until I was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were not allowed to date anyone. We grew up very religious, so got very late into the game. I was also very timid. I had really no idea how to make any sort of move. You know, I had really no idea what to talk about. I would do like uh, <laughs> this is embarrassing. I would do a personality quiz. Mm-hmm. Oh. With like Myers Briggs? Yeah. So this girl that I had a crush on a lot, she came home. She was like my roommate's friend. She said she had a great date with this guy because they'd started out with this personality quiz that he did on her. And she loved it so much. I was like, well, that'll probably work for me. And it was the uh, the cube test. Have you done that one? I don't think so. It's, oh. Unless that's like chaotic evil. No. No. Let me okay. take you through it. We're going to okay. do it for you. And uh, this is... Okay. This is me at 19, thinking that this is the uh, personality okay. to be on a date with. So we sit down, I hated all the, like the, you know, like how many siblings you have, this restaurant, this. I was like, let's skip to it. Let's, let's get into it. 
of it's like who you are. Uh, okay, so this is the cube test if anyone wants to look it up. So Jenny. Okay. First imagine, did you, did you want to look at the menu again or you, you know what you want? I know what I want. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so I want you to imagine uh, you're in a desert, okay? Okay. And just what, is, uh, what, is the, what does the desert look like to you, first of all? Uh, there are a lot of big cacti. Okay. Sand and going forever. I want you to picture in, the, in that desert that there's a, there's a cube. Okay, do you see it? Do you see a mm -hmm. cube? How big is the cube? Um, I feel like it's small. Okay, the small cube. Mm -hmm. And where is it exactly in relation to like the, the ground, the sky, the sky, like where's the cube? On the ground. Floating. It's on the ground. Okay. On the ground, okay. central in my focus. Is it, is it buried in the sand a little bit or is it it's right on top? Um, the bottom is in the sand, lodged in there. Okay. Down deep. And what is the cube made of? What material would you say if you had to put a form on it? Glass. Okay. Glass cube. Okay. And, okay, I'm reading this <laughs> off the internet trying to remember all this. Now, okay, there's your cube. Okay, so now there's a ladder. How long is, so you see the cube, now there's a ladder. How long is the ladder that you're picturing? Infinite. In this day. Infinite. Okay. Infinite. Infinite. And where is the, the ladder in relation to the cube? Adjacent. It, it's like right beside it? Mm -hmm. Is it leaning on it? Is it touching or is it just close? It is leaning on it. <laughs> okay. Uh, now that you see the ladder, we move on. Uh, you, now you picture, so you see the, the cube, the ladder, and now uh, you picture a horse. Okay. What does the horse look like to you? Is, is the horse wearing anything? Is it... Hostile. I could put the horse in clothes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's wearing horse clothes. Okay. Okay. Is uh, I think he's spotted. Pony. Okay. He looks like the horse that I rode growing up. I took horseback riding lessons and I always had to be on a horse, on the smallest horse, the pony named Napoleon. Yeah. Napoleon. I, I always had to be on the smallest one too. Yeah. Named Napoleon? Like I had to be on a donkey one time. Oh, sad. Exactly Napoleon. But they always gave me the smallest horse, and they were like, "This one won't move." So you, here's a stick, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to do horseback riding." You had to yeah, hit the horse. I was always disappointed. I didn't have to hit the horse, but I was always disappointed to not get a regular sized horse. I just want a real horse. Yeah, just give me a real horse. Okay, so uh, so the horse is is the horse wearing anything that a horse would wear? Not like a funny hat, but anything you've seen a horse? Is he wearing anything, or is it no nude? It's an it's a naked horse. It's a nude horse, mm -hmm. okay, it, and the horse's emotional state is relaxed, happy. Have loving it. Okay, the horse is absolutely happy, loving it, and okay, he's and he's is he's free, right? He's not and he's locked free, up yeah. or anything. I don't own this horse. No one owns this horse. And where's the horse in relation to the cube? Is he pretty close to the cube? He's kind of far away. Far away. Yeah. Okay. And now see the horse, the cube, the ladder. The last thing is you see, you see some flowers. Okay. And uh, where are the flowers in relation to the cube? All around it. All around, covered. Mm -hmm. How many flowers do you see? Tons. 
tons of flowers. Okay. If you had to put a number on tons. Uh, 200. 200. Okay. Okay. What's uh, my personality, Talk. What's your personality? Last thing is there's a storm. It's, is it far away? Is it okay. close? Is it large? Is it scary? How do you feel about the storm? There's a storm that's... Okay, there's a storm. Um, I think it's far away. It's not coming anywhere near me. Terrifying okay. if it were in my vicinity, but it's not. Okay, not at all. It's not a big storm at all. Yeah. Okay, so the first thing... Here's your personality, Jenny. Okay. And, and we'll, uh, can we get the, just maybe soup, something a little cheap? Yeah. <laughs> and then refills are free, right? Okay. Moses, on our date, you would ask to get a cheap thing in front of me? Yeah, to show you I'm down to earth, you okay. know? And then, I, and then I flash you my wallet, which is all hundreds, baby. Okay. Uh, so the, the, the cube is how you see yourself. That's your ego. Okay. So you said it was, it was small? Yeah. Uh, it was it was on the ground, some of it maybe a little bit buried in the sand. That's the size of your ego, okay. Especially of how you see yourself. And then I asked you, uh, is that good or bad? No, it's just like it's just what you are. Okay. I I would say it's good to not have a giant ego. I know. I'm like, should I have said the cube is as big as the Apple Store? No, no. My, my cube was huge. I was. Yeah, dead. Andrew. Of course, your cube was huge. <laughs> oh, Andrew, I would like. Did you were you kind of like playing along in your head too? Yeah, my cube was huge. It was completely on this very barren um, desert. There was no cactus or anything. Uh, the horse was not wearing any garb. <laughs> um, okay. The storm was right there. Uh, and the flower. The ladder. The ladder. The ladder. How big was it? Up. Where was it, it related to the cube? It was, it was leaned up against the cube, and it was as tall as the cube. Okay is and the flowers were to the left and they're probably like about like 30 it was like this little cat 30 would you say that's a lot in relation to the desert or just no it was just like this like weird little patch that was like uh weird okay yeah weird patch that's gonna come in later so the transparency of the cube what the cube is made of mm -hmm. is how open you are with other people so you said all glass mm -hmm. would you agree that you're pretty open I would say absolutely. Absolutely. Group Andrew, glass. what was your material? Oh, mine was plastic. Okay. <laughs> plastic, disposable. Yeah. Disposable friends. You'll, you'll be open to anyone at any moment. Or I think plastic, like you can't see through it. Like, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Plastic. Like I was thinking like a Rubik's Cube. The oh, entire cool. Time. So, uh, plastic. Also, the, the cube itself was like wherever it was, was how grounded you are. You know, mm -hmm. long walk to get there. So, Jenny, very grounded. I guess. I don't Andrew? know. Mine was on the surface. Yeah. Right on the grounded. surface. Pretty yeah. grounded. The distance between the ladder and the cube shows how close you are to your friends. Oh. So, one, you said the ladder was infinite. So, that's infinite amount of possibilities of friends. I mean, would you say that you would have an interaction with someone? You're like, yeah, that's my friend forever. I hope so. I mean, I know I love to be friends with as many people as possible, but I'm always worried people don't like me. And that's hmm. why I'm a comedian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. A deeply troubled person. So yeah, then the latter was a, was a, it was like a, a PR move of like, I like everyone, you know, anyone <laughs> that give me a job. Uh, so the latter is your friends, Andrew. Did you have an infinite ladder? Was it big? It was as big as the cube, which I it guess is big. Yeah. Yes. Oh. And then 
Jenny, you said yeah, the ladder was not touching the cube. The I ladder. Said it was leaning on. Oh, it was leaning on. Sorry. Uh, so then that's, I guess that's great. I mean, that means that's how close you are to your friends and how close they count on you for support. Mm -hmm. So if you're the cube, your ego, the ladder that's infinite, leaning on that. So your friends can count on you. Okay. To, to be there for them. So what do you do if someone's like, my cube is bigger than the desert and my ladder is a doll size and it is fallen over and you're on a date with this person? I think, well, one, I should preface this by saying uh, no one I did the cube test with, I went on more, uh, more than three dates with. Okay. Like it, wasn't, <laughs> uh, it wasn't a relationship. So I don't think it works and you shouldn't do this if you're a young person. Um, <laughs> It wasn't great for me, but what it, there's really no wrong answer. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having a big ego if if you believe no, I, in yourself. Especially, I if you're love a performer. that for people. Yeah, and and it's just it's the idea is like there's really no wrong answer. If it keeps far away, it's like yeah, I don't feel like I don't have any friends, and and it's a way into a conversation that's a little bit deeper than like so. Do you go on a lot of dates? Right. You, you immediately we're talking about things that are more surface than the weather. Right. Like, what does your dad do? We don't have right. to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't, yeah. So we're just talking about things a little bit deeper. Andrew, yeah. do your, was your ladder resting on the cube? It was, yes. Mm -hmm. I am the question cube. about the, the horse. How did this yeah. come in? Yes. <laughs> so that is, is, uh, is next. So the horse, if it's tied up or if it's restrained in any way, that feels like that means that you like control in yeah. a relationship. So if it had reins on it or even a saddle or something like even the blinders on it, would be like, oh, I like to be controlled. Jenny, mm. you said it was spotted, Dude. it was naked, it was free. Free. So don't need a lot of control on whatever your significant other's doing. I have no idea where Jeffrey is. What does he do? Andrew yeah. said a ball gag. Yeah, I did say on that. the horse. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. What what does that mean? It's very it's actually freer. It's freer, much freer yeah. than the saddle. Uh, the wilder the horse are, the wild you are in your relationship. So if the horse so it's like bucking around and crazy. It's like you're all over the place in your relationship. My horse is like guarding the cube. Mm. It's like that you couldn't even go up the ladder. Wow. So it's like maybe you're, I would say that if Andrew and I were on a date, it's like, oh, you're really looking for a partner to support mm -hmm. you. Like, like oh. one of your friends, basically. You want to date someone that you can also really be best friends with. Wow. I'm glad it's coming across. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Also, okay. Andrew famously has some beautiful horse art in his home. Oh my so. god, I do. Yeah, more than there. one. I have. Well, I used to have that horse, and then the pin the tail and the donkey um, pastel, and then I have a picture of a horse right there. And a llama. And oh yeah, and I have a llama as well. Look at this. This is. I, I'm sensing you like horses. I. I. It's. We've talked about it before. I do not like horses. I. <laughs> Continuously given horse uh, wall hangings. Oh yeah, you just get one thing. So then if someone goes and they have a FaceTime date with you, they see a horse in the background, they'll maybe send you something. It's another horse thing. You're like, I got to put this shit up now. Yes, because I, 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 these men on Tinder just send me things and I love yeah. that about them. Yeah, <laughs> a sugar baby. You're a sugar baby. baby. I don't want money. I just want your horse. <laughs> uh, speaking of little sugar babies, uh, the flowers, yes. that is how many kids you were one thinking about. Oh, my God. I said 200. So you 200, said 200. Was a ton. Right. So 200. This and Andrew said accurate. a weird little patch. Andrew was a weird <laughs> little patch of kids. You just want a weird little patchy kid. Just a little weird little crop of kids. 
and how close they are to the cube. I don't remember your answer on this, but it was how how prevalent it is on your mind. So if they were like right under the cube, it's like, hey, this needs to happen tomorrow. Mine were like surrounding it. And I yeah. promise I'm not baby crazy for 200 babies. Bar actually now. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I take it back. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Right? They're surrounding it. That's that baby crazy. So this last thing we talked about, the final thing was the storm. Yes. And that represents the stress in your life. Okay. How much things you're dealing with, the closer, where threatening it is, that's the current state you're, you're presently in. So it's not overall like you had childhood trauma. It's like, what are you carrying with you into this date today? How close is that storm? Okay. You said not at all. It's far away. Mm-hmm. Not even thinking about the storm. Not even worried about it. Yeah. So would you say like, at least presently today, you're in a low stress yeah, during this conversation? Super low stress. It's a nice little Sunday, you know? And, and I can't really, I can't get concerned about, I mean, in general, I'm very stressed about career stuff, but I can't absolutely. really think about it at all recently. Cause it's like, well, am I a comedian? Am I not? Am I, yeah. am I a beater now? Maybe. Maybe you're a beater. I wish there was a better name that sounded less cancelable. But um, say that I can't say beater. Well, I think you can, but if me or Andrew said it, it might be a problem. Okay. Oh, it sounds almost like I'm saying a T. Yeah. Like like you're yes. Yeah. I always like have issue with um the term wife beater. Beater. Right. What is that all about? Not good. That's not a good phrase. Because wife beater, I think it is about that style is associated with like gives assault, you the range of motion which is, to hit a loved one. Yeah, yeah. You're, so that's you're not, not bogged down by yes. by sleeves. We should not use that terminology anymore and just say tank top. I'm, I'm pretty sorry. awful. Yeah, uh, stop all other social rights right now. We're gonna <laughs> we gotta tank really tops. acknowledge us. Yeah. That's what I'm in the streets for. I think, but I totally know. I. I will also look at my use of the word beater and make sure that I say beader or say a woman right. who loves beads. Or much simpler, less confusing, you can say, hey, I'm having a mental breakdown. Right. <laughs> I started making bags with, with plastic. Yeah, I'm making purses yeah. that I have no use for, that I have nowhere to bring. <laughs> I'm completely doubting the last 10 years of my life. Yeah. <laughs> should, have, should have just been a YouTuber. We all yeah. should have been YouTubers. Uh, Andrew, did we find out where your storm was? My storm is uh, very present, uh, (laughs) very close to the cube, and and I don't want to comment on it, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) but that's it. So then we're immediately in now to a deeper conversation. Yeah, I think- I think you accelerate the relationship. This would work if we were on a date at 19 years old, for sure. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm really having an interesting, like, this is something we could even talk about on AIM, which is the thing I was doing at that time. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, that was deep. You know, yeah. what even is God? Well, yeah. Yeah. 100%. So-, so it does accelerate the relationship. And on all the dates that I did this on, it accelerated it to the point where they were like, that's it. We should pick <laughs> up. We should no longer be doing yeah. this. But <laughs> you might be like known as like the guy that brings up this cube horse. Uh, I, d- I didn't do it more than four times, which is maybe one too many, two times is one too many times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, I, I personally enjoyed it. Yeah. More so than just bombing a regular date. I'm like, oh, I feel like I got to know you. Gives you a roadmap at least to talk about something. Right. I'm 19, so you're dumb as shit. Right. 
I brought up Myers Briggs seriously on dates before. Just being like, have you ever done Myers Briggs? Which are Myers Briggs? Because it's very interesting to me. Yeah. But I guess, does that also make my date a little bit corporate? <laughs> oh, yeah. They try to cancel your date. Uh, do you remember the, the first date with your current boyfriend now? Of course. We were set up and I had him meet me after a show. So I picked the bar. It was pretty close to Union Hall in New York. And we ended up going bar hopping and we were pretty drunk by the end of it. And on the date, I got hungry. So we picked a bar where they had food. And the only thing they had on the menu that I was interested in was an artichoke. And he actually just told me, <laughs> we had dinner with artichokes recently here and Jeffrey wasn't eating his artichokes. And I was like, hey, Jeffrey, remember when we went on our first date? And I was like, I'll get an artichoke. And you told me that you would have some of the artichoke. And then I ate the whole thing by myself. Like, do you not like artichokes? And he was like, yeah, I was just kind of nervous. So I said that I would pick at it, but I don't like artichokes. Oh, what a sweetie. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? And and, then, and and props up my point that everyone on a first date's a liar. Is lying, yeah. Yeah, and then, but it's nothing wrong with that. It's like you have no. to be. You can't be like farting and, and you know, right. shouting and conspiracy theories. These are all the horrible things about me right now. Like yeah. My so he ate an artichoke for you. No, I mean, he didn't really. I kind of ate the whole thing by myself. And then our first kiss was in that bar, actually. Post, like I had just eaten an artichoke, which is like very nice. It's a, it's a pungent one. Yes. It's one that <laughs> sticks with you. So rather yes. than uh, put on a false, false personality of doing a personality quiz on someone, another way to accelerate a date is alcohol. Yes. That gets people talking real, real quick. Real quick. Oh, it's not that my dad didn't say I love you. It's just that, you know, he would leave right after he said it. <laughs> yeah, alcohol yeah. does help. For you now, so you've been dating um, your girlfriend for six years, and you're currently- Almost six years, in December. I mean, it's like five and a half, really, but uh, yeah. Has quarantine been helpful or hurtful for the relationship right now? Uh, it's, it's been overall helpful. I mean, okay. I've, I've been more sure about her. If you could go through this with someone mm -hmm. very accelerated and we're dealing with a lot. I mean, we're, we're, her mom is also here because she has to be here. Oh, okay. Uh, who's immune compromised. Oh, and, no. um, it's a, it's a whole complicated situation. So it is again, accelerating things a lot faster, but it's also just, it's making me more sure about her. I mean, of course, no one is designed to be around a human being for a hundred percent of the time. Right. I mean, especially before this, I was on the road constantly and, you know, we'd have a week together and I'd be out for two weeks. Um, so yeah, so that's, I've, I've definitely been fighting more or, but I mean, it, when it first started, but now everything is completely leveled out and I'm just, I'm more in love with her, but it is a dangerous thing. I think we talked about this last time you and I did something, uh, that I've had more time, I've had more time to win an argument, oh. which is dangerous. Oh yeah, we did talk about this. <laughs> right, where it's just like, I could end it, and I would end this before if I like, I'd be on a plane in the morning, I'm wrong. But I'm like, I'm sitting back now because I have 23 hours to kill, that I'm like, well, you know what? No, no, what, what is that pattern of behavior I do? Really picking at the sore <laughs> for no reason. Uh, I've to... since stopped doing that, but. That's good. I support no. you not doing that anymore. But I, but I noticed myself slipping into that. Being like, well, I've got all the time in the world. I'm not going to drop this. Let's just see where this goes. Let's see how, because I normally lose fights now. Hmm. Um, you know, 
because you gotta I'm wrong. Be strong enough to know when you're wrong. Yeah. But yeah. I've I've had more time to be wrong now, if that makes sense. Just to yeah. sit and being wrong and just you you're so wrong and you start creating these like I see how the government's mishandling the situation. Cause once you won't admit that you're wrong, you keep having to make up more excuses for why you're not wrong and covering other things and, and creating more insane theories. Have you have you fought more with Jeffrey? We don't fight very often, but we've had some difficult conversations for sure. And about I, these flowers surrounding you? Yes. <laughs> about okay. how I'm baby crazy. No. Um, but we we definitely had some difficult conversations. And honestly, it's always about it's always because of alcohol too. Drinking gets yeah. you talking about mm-hmm. things also that you don't fully feel. You just like are feeling more in the moment, you know? So it's reckless. Not good. Yeah, it makes you reckless. And honestly, I'm never my best self when I've been drinking too much. So I have been working really hard on not doing that. But there was a period of time when we were in Michigan and we were living with very fun friends. We like went with a quarantine family in Michigan in this childhood home. Very silly story, but we were playing drinking games all the time. And it was really like encouraged over drinking. And that was not good for me. Uh, and these like, are his friends too. So yes. you're in that bubble of like, oh, they yeah. have all this rapport yeah, and they can say the meanest things in the world to each other drunk, but you're kind of at the new face here. So you're a little odd man out. Yeah. And that was really difficult for me for a while, though I love them. Like if, I mean, like I hope we date for a really long time. Yeah. Like I love Jeffrey. I love spending time with him and quarantine's been good for us too in that like if we can be okay spending all this time together in a pandemic and be stressed out and nervous about the state of the world and still like love each other and want to be with each other, then like that's strong. So it's been good for us in that way. But absolutely. Um, were the drinking I, games themselves toxic? Were they just like get it oh, in the cup or was it like, you yeah, know, who wants were... to have a kid? Take a shot. <laughs> no. But we, well, we actually did play this one game called called Russian roulette where there were <laughs> I've heard of it. Uh, yeah. All it was shot glasses either filled with water or vodka and then you had to guess who drank the vodka. That's a toxic game. Oh, because of their face would wince. Yeah. If they had had vodka. That's fun. We Ooh, I have time tonight to start a fight <laughs> with my girlfriend. Yeah, I would love to spice up the relationship, give you guys good date night ideas. Um. I mean, that's great. There's really no one to guess besides me, if it's just her (laughs) and I, but. uh. So we played that. We played a game called Vietnam, which also just in principle, toxic. You sound terrible, yeah. (laughs) Then we played a game called 9-11. Very simple game. It's an inside job, yeah. Um, So yeah, we also played card games, regular family games that became drinking games. So okay, like right. like this game Wizard, which we called Wizard, which is a betting game. You like bet against um, everyone that you're playing with about who's gonna win each round based on the cards that you have. And you just have to make your bet. So if you bet that you're gonna win two and you win two, then you get points. And if you bet that you're gonna win zero and you win zero, you get points. But if you bet that you're gonna win one and you don't win one or you win two, then you lose. And that person would have to take a shot. Again, there's like 15 rounds, toxic game. Very, very toxic, yeah. Yeah, so that was tough for us, but we don't really 
we don't fight very often, but I do get very sad. Okay, yeah, that's you know? normal. I think you're that's a psychopath normal. if you are one crushing it with all these career opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, quarantine's been great. I think you're a psycho, and if you're happy, I just I you're not paying attention, or you there's right. chemicals that are misting in your brain. Yeah. But would you say that you guys are better for this? Like you would, no yeah. one would wish this on someone, but you've no. had the time to really hunker down and get to know each other. We're definitely at a different phase in our relationship than we would be had we been dating for the same amount of time without a pandemic. Uh-huh. A hundred percent. So if you are single right now, if you had to give advice to people that are single. I, wouldn't, I don't even know what to say like that. I would say don't give money to Tinder. <laughs> um, Premium's not worth it. No, it's not worth, I mean, you get an initial boost, but then cancel right after uh, people get on. But it's just like, you're starting in such a bad place where you already have to have this awkward conversation. You can't really trust that person if they've been out with other people. I mean, sure, the date could kind of be fun of like, oh my God, isn't this insane? It gives you something to talk about, but I don't know. It is, uh, it's ill-advised. So the, the sooner we all stop going up and meeting up with random people, uh, the sooner this will all be over. I mean, yeah. it's very easy for us to say that, having someone. Right. But uh, I would, just from being on Tinder for the last four hours, I <laughs> uh, would say, uh, stay away. It's gotten much sadder. It was pretty sad <laughs> when I got on it. And it is very sad now. Let's see if I match with anyone. Should oh, I yeah, refresh? Us. Yeah, refresh. Honestly, this has moved so quickly. We've, yeah. we've been having a really fun, leisurely chat. So... It's like, it's time. It's, it's time. It's kind of time. So how should our listeners find you, Moses? Uh, I am at Moses Storm and uh, super boosted on Tinder when this episode <laughs> drops. Uh, at, at Moses Storm across the board. And we have, uh, we have a match. We have a super match. Ooh, super match. Yeah. Super With uh, Diana, 34. Oh, Diana. What do we say to Diana? Um. Uh, it make a like a reference to like the song Dirty Diana. Like, are you dirty? So just say Dirty Diana. Are you dirty? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, Dirty Diana. Are you dirty? What did we say? That's not going to get me in actual trouble. Yeah, I don't. I think you might get in a little trouble. Uh, dirty Diana. I Stay love inside. that song. Stay inside. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Dirty Diana. What size is your cube? Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and send her uh, the cute. Send her the way. link to the test. And send. That's okay. perfect. Wow. That's gorgeous. I um, hope Diana listens to this. <laughs> thank oh. you so much, everyone who's been listening. I'm Jenny. And I'm Andrew. And, and there's receipts. <laughs>